and welcome to Ownership Matters, Rock USA's podcast for and about resident-owned communities and the folks who live there. I'm Mike Bullard. And I'm Paul Bradley, president of Rock USA. Welcome, everyone. Well, it's that time of year, Paul, where we take a look back at 2023 and everything that happened and take a little peek forward at 2024 and things we hope to see coming down the pike here. Yeah, I love this show every year, Mike. This is a lot of fun. We get to freewheel everybody, which is always fun. Uh, just work off of our memories, which is always a question. But we'll start where we can here, Mike. What, what do you want to get into? Well, our most loyal listeners will recognize that we're starting right at the same place we ended off 2022, and that is the price initiative. What do you think? That was really exciting. I was at my kitchen table watching Congress pass the omnibus bill. I believe it was December 22nd, 2022, when the votes were being tallied and the bill went on its way to the president's death. And of course, that included the $225 million price initiative, as Mike noted, which are funds that will go to HUD and then eventually out to resident-owned communities for community infrastructure and resiliency. And here we are early January 2024, and those dollars are still being programmed at HUD, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, by hardworking folks down there. It's the process for people to put together new programs, and, and this is a new one. So uh, we're excited. Hopefully here in early 2024, we'll be seeing the notice of funding opportunity, and then that will provide us the information we need to put an application together and serve as an intermediary for resources out to communities. We're certainly hoping to compete for that, and that's our obligation to resident-owned communities. So excited about the drop here, Mike, for sure. Absolutely. And of course, we'll give our thanks and shout out to the many residential communities across the country that dug in and did a lot of the hard prep work to be prepared for the opportunity to apply for some price funding in their communities. And that, that involved digging up a lot of information from the time of their purchase, talking to residents today, see what their needs were in terms of water, sewer, electrical, road systems, all, all of the above. Uh, because being prepared for this really increases anybody's chances of pulling down an award when that opportunity comes. Exactly right. Couldn't do it without uh, communities. Fortunately, lots of motivated folks out there putting together uh, information from their replacement reserves and getting ready. Uh, this is something we need to be prepared for. So it was sort of the giant opportunity that hung over all of 2023. And we did a lot of work to prepare. Co-op did a lot of work to prepare. Uh, TA providers did. Now we are all well positioned here, I, I certainly hope. 2023, though, since that was really a 2022 under the wire, enormous victory. 2023, though, brought uh, to the network uh, many new co-ops. How, how many new co-ops did we welcome in 2023? 13. That's more than one a month, and they ranged in size from 21 homes to 104. But all told, that's just over 500 homes and $45 million combined in purchase price. Really spectacular. And congratulations to every new resident-owned community across the country. I believe eight different states touching on all points in the country, almost, from Washington State to Texas to uh, New Hampshire. I think they're the, uh, the outer posts of that uh, of that uh, goal. And again, congratulations to uh, all the co-ops that uh, joined the network this year. It really does represent every community is a victory, right? It's one more property removed from the speculative real estate market. Homeowners are now secure. Over 500 homeowners are now secure in those 13 resident-owned communities. That's really important. Just for context, you know, 
we have for four or five years now, the average has been about 17 new resident-owned communities a year. So a little bit below average in terms of number of communities that we're able to purchase this year. I'll say that that largely stems from market conditions. Prices for manufactured home communities have remained stubbornly high. To really put a lot of pressure on resident groups and our technical assistance network to just create viable purchase opportunities. We're doing it. Co-ops are stepping up. Homeowners are making tough decisions and we're doing the work to raise resources with them, but it's a long, hard battle to do so. Uh, but a couple of a couple of really stellar examples of this. I'm like, Absolutely. And, and I, I just wanted to throw in there that not only have prices remained high, but now interest rates are high, a definite change from the past few years. And it's only making things a little bit more difficult for buyers. Exactly. Prices have begun to soften a little bit, but there's still more investors trying to buy communities than there are communities out there. And so that when demand exceeds supply to this degree, prices will remain stubbornly high. Wonderful example out of Golden, Colorado, uh, the Thistle Rock team there worked with a group of 40 homeowners right in pretty much downtown Golden, a block from the elementary school, really beautiful community in a state that has seen tremendous in-migration and loss of housing affordability, almost unprecedented in the country. And just evidence of that, the city council in Golden approved a $2 million deferred loan to this co-op so that they could maintain affordability for the folks in the community today. That's just extraordinary. And, and that's additional work that's being put on uh, co-ops and technical assistance providers to find viable purchases is just the search for lower cost resources to make these purchases affordable. But well done in Golden, Colorado. And remind me, if you would, uh, what is a deferred loan? A deferred loan is a loan that doesn't require any monthly loan payment. Uh, it sits out there. It's a secured mortgage loan. So it sits as a, as a mortgage on the property. So were the co-op ever to sell the property or no longer provide affordable housing options or opportunities, then the city could ask for that to be repaid. So it sits out there, sometimes called a sleeper mortgage, but it's to ensure that covenants on the property are adhered to. And as we you know, move more into public subsidies, these types of agreements with cities and counties and states becoming more typical. And it's all a part of bringing those resources to the table. And it's all part of just trying to preserve this housing stock as affordable. And Golden was not the only place we saw that sort of innovation this year. We saw a lot of interest uh, in preserving a community in San Antonio, Texas, called Mission Trail Community Association. Can you talk about some of the financing on that? Yeah, that's right, Mike. Uh, Mission Trail Community Association is a 49-site community, beautiful part of San Antonio, access to the uh, San Antonio Riverwalk and across the street from a golf course, really a coveted location. And this group of, of uh, you know, 40-some-odd Latino homeowners was able to purchase that community, and they will be completely upgrading the community through an investment by the city of San Antonio and the San Antonio Housing Trust together put together about just over $4 million of deferred financing that, again, will upgrade this community 
substantially and provide really quality, affordable housing on a go forward basis. Very exciting. Um, and a, an example, in this case, the Rock USA Direct team was the technical assistance team. Just an example of the more complicated financing that's coming together to make these purchases affordable, but also benefited here from a little bit of extra time that the seller provided. Somebody who's highly motivated to sell to the homeowners wanted to see this community preserved uh, and improved. And so a little bit extra time to, to organize all of that. And all that much more important in San Antonio, where it wasn't too many years ago that there were some very large and very public community closures that put a lot of people out of their homes and struggling to find new places to live, which they could also afford. I think one of the other important things that we ought to be sharing uh, in our roundup here, our year-end roundup, is the is another way that Rock USA is innovating into this changing market that you just talked about and the market conditions. And that's with a, a new subsidiary called Integrity Community Solutions. I know we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but just as a recap, this is a wholly owned subsidiary of Rock USA, which will go to the market with the goal of using impact investor dollars to purchase portfolios of communities that otherwise would not be easily sold to the residents, working with those communities to get them ready for co-op ownership and eventually offering them to the homeowners who live there to form co-ops one by one. And who's going to lead that organization, Paul? I'm operating Integrity Community Solutions on a part-time basis now with two consultants and our CFO. But as we announced on Ownership Matters, I will be transitioning to that role full-time sometime later in 2024, possibly as late as 2025. But regardless, the goal will be to focus my time and energy there, you know, in the medium term, while Rock State transitions to new leadership after 15 years with me at the helm. So, Big news for some and internally, and certainly big news for me personally, but uh, very excited about this new strategy brought about by, let's just face it, a consolidation of the manufactured home community industry. The private equity players here have been gobbling up communities and building portfolios. And so the best way to deal with that is either states pass right of first refusal laws, which now eight states have, or you know we step up to the plate here and figure out a way to acquire portfolios of multiple communities and break them up so residents can buy their individual communities. And that's, so we're taking a we're taking that strategy approach for sure. That's right. And and if I remember correctly, it's not just private equity dollars that are coming in, but it's has the face of how communities are changing hands is has is changing dramatically in that last year our 2022, was 80% of communities that were sold in terms of dollar volume were sold in portfolios, making it extra difficult for the homeowners to acquire those communities. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Mike. Time to step it up, right? Let's, let's keep moving forward, everybody. Where there's a will, there's a way. So uh, we look forward to bringing Integrity Community Solutions to market here in, in 2024, looking for opportunities now to uh, begin to build that. So very excited about the future here at Rock USA for sure. And part of my excitement for the future is without question, the expanding role of the Rock Association. We had a, a wonderful convening in Chicago this summer, terribly hot and humid there, by the way, when we were there. But regardless, I think somewhere around 16 or so co-op leaders from across the country joined us. We were there for the Innovations in Manufactured Home 
seminars. Our friends at the Lincoln Institute operate the AM Home Network. Our co-op leaders and our teams were all attending, but we also did some other things while there. The association actually held its annual meeting with folks in person and then a bunch of people online, I think over 60 people total from across the country. And, and they did some, some important work, including some bylaw, framing up some bylaw changes to expand the association. And we've just now concluded an election to the association board and are very excited to be welcoming Kelly Jensen from Paradise Village in Johnstown, Colorado to the Rock USA board, replacing our great leader from Animus View in Durango, Colorado, John Egan, who has served super effectively on the Rock USA board and and who will not be letting go. He's going to stay involved, just not at the at the board level any longer. So happy to be continuing to build and grow the association and and they have great plans for 2024. That's right. In, in short, there's a couple of big changes that are being proposed by the Rock Association for the Rock Association. Two of them, two of the highlights, one would allow for electronic voting in elections, which will make things a lot easier on Rock boards and that they don't have to fill out paperwork and mail it. Simply jump on the website uh, and vote. More details on that to come. But also some bigger news, I think, in that there is a move afoot to expand the board of the Rock Association from three to six members. And the fine print here is that three of those directors would still be elected and also serve on the Rock USA board of directors. Three more, one from each of the three regions would be appointed. And with the exception of serving on the Rock USA board would have all the same responsibilities and rights of the other directors. And so that would give the board more involvement more opportunities for outreach to more communities and really just help them get more people involved, make it easier to get to the goals that they're setting for themselves. Yeah, for sure, Mike, Uh, which includes in 2024, the ongoing Rock grant program. You know, the inside baseball here is Rock USA allocates resources each year so the association can make grants out to communities. And in 2024, that'll expand to include disasters. Uh, we've had a couple of tragic events in co-ops across the country this past year. Our hearts go out to our our co-op members in Washington State at Bob and Jamestown for the loss of two members in a grass fire and house fires in that community. Really hard, hard news and yet hopeful news, too, in the sense that the co-op has really rallied and the community has really rallied around the community. Tough news, but the response by the association in Rock USA is to step up and be a source of support, not just emotional support, but also uh, some financial support to help communities overcome those shocks that happens to all, all of us at times. Yeah, that's right. And Rock Northwest, which is the certified technical assistance provider serving Washington, has really done tremendous work out there to rally city, county, other organizations in that area to provide more aid to Bob's and Jamestown and make sure that that community is, continues to be up and running and thriving. You bet. Yeah, thinking about the tremendous efforts of co-op leaders and co-op members across the country, you know, brings me to think about some of our favorite podcast of the last year, Mike. We had a a couple of really great co-op leaders join us. What were some of your favorites from the past year? There were many uh, from which to choose, but one that jumps right out was the talk we had with Allie Lechner from Zumbro Ridge in Minnesota. And 
just hearing about the tremendous work she's done there to bring in resources from the greater community to help her co-op, building that tremendous playground and basketball court and all these other things that she's done. She's relentless in her efforts to get people to pay attention to her neighborhood and the needs that they have and to help do something about it. Truly an inspiration there. You know, another one that stands out is we talked to a couple of community leaders about their work in the Rocket, in the Rocket USA's training platform, the dozens of classes they've taken and how they've taken what they've learned there. And Butch and Debbie, if you're listening, I'm looking at you, and taken what they've learned there and and put it to good use in their co-ops, which is just what we're trying to do to bring the expertise of the people at Rock USA and at the affiliates and and use it at scale in a way that that we can't one on one and that's the sort of the beauty of the of the online learning platform here is that it it takes a lot of that instructional work that otherwise they'd be doing over and over and over again as each new community comes online and it's there and they can instead of using that time to be doing the same thing over and over again they can focus on the unique needs and the one offs of the communities to make sure that they're getting what they need to that's right on, Mike. You you captured Rocket perfectly. And while we're here, let's just comment. 30 new courses put up in Rocket for Rock members here in 2023. We've got 71 co-ops, very active in Rocket. So co-ops are finding their way through Rocket. You know, they're finding more and more material. We're always open to ideas for additional material, the training continuous learning team very interested in putting up what people want. And there's some there's some great programs there. People can get to that. We'll actually link that in our show notes. We want to certainly invite co-op members to visit Rocket. It's free to you. And there's some exciting news coming up in 2024 about Rocket. I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger, Mike. Hey, you know, uh, we shouldn't forget a couple of exciting podcasts of the past year that I particularly enjoyed. Two individuals who've been a significant part of building Rock USA from the ground up were guests in 2023. George McCarthy, who's the president of the Lincoln Institute for Land Policy, and Andrea LeVere, Rock USA's board chair, both substantial influences, both substantial contributors to everything that's been accomplished across the country. And often they don't get the light shined on them quite that way here at Rock USA. So it was fun to have them on and hear their experiences and their outlook. So both are well worth a listen. I I really encourage listeners, if you've missed any episodes, go back and, and check them out. There are some great ones in 2023. So with that in mind, let's look forward a little bit at 2024, Paul. Yeah. I got to wonder what it is that you're looking forward to this year. And, and I have to assume that that starts with price. Yeah, there's no question, Mike. Price is huge. I mean, what an opportunity for resident-owned communities across the country. Everybody's worked so hard at this. We've got to translate this into to high-priority needs in the communities that need them. Those dollars are effectively spent, and that resiliency and health and safety are improved as a result. It's a big responsibility, but what a great opportunity. And, and we know this is only the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more need here, but uh, let's do a good job with this and, and demonstrate both the need, but also the effectiveness of what we're all doing together. Big opportunity, big responsibility. So beyond price, Mike, uh, you know, tell me, Vice President of Communication, what are you looking forward to in 2024? Well, Paul, one of the biggest things that I'm working on right now with the team here at Rock USA is 
design of a new website. We're going to totally redo, renovate, refurbish rockusa.org. It's been a few to several years here, and I think everybody who visits the site will really appreciate the the changes. It's going to be clean. It's going to be easier to navigate. It is going to feature the things that homeowners want in an easy-to-find way, as well as the things that people who are unfamiliar with Rock USA want to learn and need to learn about what we do and what resident-owned communities are like and why they're important, all in a very attractive eye-pleasing way, but also in a very functional and easy-to-use way. That's great, Mike. No, and if, if anything, and certainly our audience at Ownership Matters knows, communication is so important. This is a large national network, twenty-two, almost 22,000 homeowners in more than 300 resident communities across the country. It's a big job to get effective and good communications out to existing communities. And now let's look at investor-owned commercially owned properties. You know, now we're talking about 50,000 communities. How do we get the message effectively out to them and to the owners of those communities so that they see that resident ownership is viable and possible for, for them? And that is a huge responsibility. What a substantial challenge and what a significant opportunity to get the word out, Mike. So good job. And of course, we'll have more Ownership Matters podcasts for everybody. I'm always looking forward to that. Our wonderful producer, Jada Regis, who's behind the scenes here. Uh, you know, maybe we'll work out a way for her to, to grab a microphone next year and say hello to everyone, but know that she's tirelessly working behind the scenes to make me and Mike sound good. Uh, there's nothing she can do to make us look good, but certainly <laughs> she can do some things to make us sound good. I just would end on the, the note of thanks to everybody involved in resident communities across the country, from co-op members and leaders to technical assistance providers all the many donors and investors, of course, the Rock USA staff, the Rock USA board, all of the association members, the many, many, many people who have uh, chimed in and helped and continue to be inspired by the great work going on in communities, in these communities especially. So thanks to everybody. Looking forward to a great 2024. Thank you for joining us on Ownership Matters. And Mike, I'll let you have the last word. Looking forward to another year of being better together. Well said. Oops, I didn't give you the last word. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Ownership Matters. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>